All right. So for this bonus episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about Egypt and the Egyptians and what they were all about. Because in the story, we're not really getting anything from the point of view of the Egyptians. And I think it's easy, at least for me, mm. I know growing up was easy to think about the Egyptians as... You know, the sort villains. of villains, right? They're they're terrible. They enslaved the Hebrews. They used slaves to build their pyramids. They're you know. I recently remembered that. Okay, so at my very Christian elementary school that I went to, every single year we did like a Christmas program, like a musical, you know, okay. um, where it's like there was a children's choir that was like you know the entire school, and then the main parts would be played by like the older kids, like the middle schoolers or something. And so every year they got the rights to some, you know, Christian produced Christmassy musical. And there was one, I think it was called Christmas in Egypt. And it's, it follows the story of uh, mild spoilers, but I'm sure by the time we get there, Emmy will have <laughs> forgotten, but it follows the story of when Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus are in Egypt when baby Jesus is, is tiny. Okay. Yeah. So like, that's when it was set. But I just remembered like a week ago thinking about how like, there's a lot of the songs I still remember that one of them really villainizes the Egyptians and also throws in a racial slur wow. at the same wow. time. Wait, I remember what? the line was, so content warning, if you don't want to hear any racial sl it's not the N-word, sorry. Don't freak out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, uh, spend Christmas in Egypt and be gypped out of Jesus. Oh, jeez. Mm, yeah. And it was just like a week ago that this suddenly hit me. I was like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> be, and then like the song went on to explain that it's like, it's Christmas in Egypt isn't any fun because they worship animals and not God in Jesus. Seriously? Wow. Yeah, That's, seriously. It, it's not any fun because of those reasons? Wow. This is a reoccurring theme in Christian education. Like you really have to bash on other religions for worshiping, you know, quote unquote, false idols. So yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that yes. that's a thing. Yeah, you got to yeah. dig on that one whenever you can. Anyway, uh, but wow. yeah, I just tossed that in there to show that, yes, very easy to villainize the Egyptians. Wow. Yeah. And they come up a lot in the Bible, it seems, because if they're, oh, yeah, of course, they're also in the New Testament, but that means that they're all through the Old Testament as well. Yeah, fun fact about Egypt actually is that the rule specifically of the pharaohs, I mean obviously Egypt is still a country today, but specifically Egypt as ruled by pharaohs spanned over 3000 years. Wow. That to me is just bonkers. Wow. That yeah. You know that a that a kingdom could keep going that long. Yeah, uh, for sure. Kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, and they were a huge seat of power because they had that, you know, the Fertile Crescent there. It's the, the Delta. The Nile Delta. The Fertile Crescent is, Sorry, yeah. is elsewhere, but yes. Yes, yeah, they that's the, Delta. the Tigris and Euphrates. What is the Fertile Crescent? It's closer to where like the Tigris and Euphrates are that were referenced okay. in early Genesis. It's it's further into like Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, more in the Middle East. The and is Crescent. the soil fertile? Well, yeah, I don't what know do what they else they'd be that? referring to as being well, fertile. No, that's exactly that's why I'm asking. Like, what is the fertileness? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yes. Women are particularly fertile there. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, good, good plant growing land. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I meant the Nile yeah. Delta, which was similarly like Very an, fertile, an area yeah. that was fairly deserty, except for this area where there was lots of different tributaries that fed into the Nile River, and so they had a okay. lot more arable land, as it were. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. Well, fun. So one thing I was curious about, and this is just real quick, is I was trying to figure out which pharaoh is the actual pharaoh during Exodus. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, because they never drop any names. It's just Pharaoh this and Pharaoh that, and who knows which Pharaoh. Exactly. And literally no one knows. So really? That's, yeah. Oh, what I found looking into it is that there's not in the Old Testament and the Torah, there's not enough information to give us clues about exactly when this was happening. And there's mm-hmm. no details given about the Pharaoh. Um, and actually, I, I realize we've already read this, but in Exodus, there are two different Pharaohs. There was the Pharaoh that oh, enslaved yeah, the, Pharaoh that the was Israelites. Joseph, right? And then he died? That was long ago. Uh, but in Exodus, there was the one who enslaved everyone, and then that Pharaoh died, and then there was a new Pharaoh now. Okay. Like, that's all we kind of got, is that there's a new Pharaoh in town. But what's interesting is that the there were like eight different Pharaohs that his different historians have argued would be the mm. Pharaoh during Exodus. Oh, wow. During kind of the main part of Exodus, which is the part we're getting into now. And um, of those, I picked out three that kind of seemed the most probable and that there seemed to be the least doubts about. One is almost the first, which would have been like around 1500 BC, which would put this a little bit earlier than I think we, than our other like timeline told us it would be. Another one is Tutmos II. I don't know if I'm saying that right at all, but what's interesting about him is that he's the only Pharaoh's mummy to display cysts which they're saying is possible evidence of a plague which spread through Egypt, which could help to like place it during certain events in Exodus, trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah, I saw you sidestep that there. there. Are there plagues in Exodus? Don't worry about it. Apparently, yes. No, 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 don't. No, it's not a thing. It's (laughs) really not a thing. Don't worry about it. When we get to it, I'll be like, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one is Ramses II. And so if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because in the 1956 Ten Commandments movie, this is the and pharaoh. in the prince of egypt and in the also. prince of egypt this is the one yeah. they decided to go with as being the pharaoh which was ruled a little bit before 1200 bc so there's like a 300 year gap between a couple of these potential options so anyway okay. kind of an interesting wow. kind of an interesting for some reason ramses is the one that like hollywood really wants to make the pharaoh i guess he must have been the hottest of all those options. Yeah. Well, he was the most, known, you know, he classically was, handsome. Yeah. He was known as Ramses the Great. So he was a pretty influential mm. ruler okay. within Egypt and started the dynasty. I guess his father did, but there were like 10 or 11 Ramseses. Yeah. There are many, many Ramseses. Yeah. So that was a long, Ramsai. Long dyna- <laughs> Ramsai. The many Ramsai <laughs> of Egypt. <laughs> Oh, man. Do you want to hear some Egyptian news that I found this week? Yes. Yes. Like current news? Well, archaeological news, let's say. Not like political news. That's a whole other ball of wax that is beyond the scope of this podcast. Current news about things that happened thousands of years ago. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Because the Egyptian government just revealed like pictures and information about a new tomb that was opened up recently. Hmm. And it was a tomb that was opened up in what was known as the city of Memphis that used to be a necropolis. And a necropolis. Tennessee? No, no, no. <laughs> no, the OG, the OG Memphis. You said Memphis. In Egypt. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. This yes, is the real Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee is not the first Memphis, as it turns out. Apparently anyway, not. but <laughs> the city served as a necropolis, and uh, which sounds very spooky, but the technical definition of necropolis is just that there's more dead people there than living people. So it was mm. just like this area that had a bunch of structures and all the tombs, and it was where they dealt with burying all of their dead. Necropolis. Yeah. 
Is that the, the Valley of Kings or whatever? I think it's different from the Valley of Kings. Okay. I think it's a different area. Got it. The Valley of Kings was specifically where there was a bunch of like royal tombs that they found. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not an Egyptologist, so I'm sure someone <laughs> will angrily tweet at us about how wrong this is, but that's okay. Anyway, they just opened up this new tomb and they found like all kinds of amazing stuff in it. So really interesting stuff. So first they found like a dozen like mummified cats. And here, actually, if y'all click on the link, I put it in the doc, you can see pictures <laughs> of <laughs> these okay. mummified kitties. And it's actually, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's like, it's like equal parts spooky, but also cute. I really don't know how to describe that or how that's possible. Cute mummified yeah. cats. Okay, like just to, to clarify, these are not actual mummified cats, but like the little sarcophagi, uh, right? No, no, they're actual mummified cats. Am I, I'm well, not like, finding they, the right pictures in there? then. Yes. Where are these no, pictures? No, no. I don't see them. Oh my goodness. Click on the link to that article, scroll down to the bottom. There's a slideshow. Yeah. And about one, two, three, four pictures to the right. You can see all the little mummified cats. Anyway, but that's Whoa. not all that they found. Did you see it yet? Oh, no, definitely falls into creepy in my book. <laughs> Yikes. So you got to remember to put a link to this. They're in the sarcophagi? No, 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 oh. no. Oh, gosh. Yikes. <laughs> Yikesies. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's horrifying. Oh, see, Can I'm you imagine just it. finding that? Well, okay. Here's the thing, though, that I learned. This is mentioned in an, another article that, like, mummified cats are quite a common find, apparently. Like, I learned once that, like, actually in the, like, mid-1800s, when there was first kind of, like, European tourism to Egypt, like, European tourists would show up and buy, like, boatloads of mummified cats as souvenirs. Of course they would. Like, because there were that many of them. Wow. Oh. Anyway, it's really interesting. Like, they've used not these mummified cats, but other ones have actually been used in studies to kind of study, like, how domesticated cats have changed over the course of the last 4,000 years, which is really interesting. Just but how also they in this look tomb, and... uh, How they look. I think that there were some theories floating that, like, the cats that the Egyptians had were maybe more feral and not mm. and like maybe the domestication process happened much later but they found like through their studies like no these cats were already domesticated like actually probably quite significantly before there was even the line of pharaohs in egypt wow. oh interesting. So, yeah, it goes way back anyway in this tomb they also found mummified scarabs like actually wrapped up the little in beetles little yeah, the little beetles, like wow. mummified scarabs. big beetles, the scarabs yeah, are pretty big. that they put in the Whoa. little sarcophagi. They found a mummified crocodile and also mummified cobras as well. They just, How like, did the they Egyptians love a crocodile? Very carefully, I imagine. They wrestled it and, like, were able to <laughs> mummify it? Maybe well, it's dead I before you, you mummify like, it. Yeah, I'm yes. assuming they wouldn't do it alive. I don't know, you could have speared it, or maybe it was already dead. Maybe they just found a dead one, and they were like, this will do. But the wow. most exciting thing possibly is like in this tomb, along with all of these artifacts and mummified animals, they also found a sealed door that mm. hasn't been opened. And they they kind of theorize based on the condition that the door is in that this literally hasn't been opened in 4,000 years. So they're very excited about cracking Whoa. into that. And I think, I think the government's going to... They haven't opened Well, if they've opened it, they have not announced it or put out any pictures or any press releases or anything like that. But the Egyptian government has said, like, they are planning to announce at least two more things before the end of the year. So wow. it's exciting times and hopefully not any kind of horrible curse unleashed upon us all. I mean, that will definitely happen, though. I've played enough Tomb Raider to know. No, exactly. That, uh, 
Totally. It's like the Ark of the Covenant and you're opening yeah. this door after 4,000 years. Yeah. Like everyone's yeah. heads are going to explode. <laughs> it's horrifying. So I, I also looked up some information about Egyptian culture, some things that maybe people didn't know. And one of them was about animals. And so it's interesting that you brought that up because they talk about how people would have a lot of what we would think of as uncommon animals as house pets like hawks and lions and baboons and things like that. But my favorite one that I think, Dedeker, you'll appreciate is that Egyptian police officers were known to use dogs or even trained monkeys to assist them on patrol. I, just <laughs> the images. Just right? the images. They would just have like a little monkey perched there. And like one monkey. played the good cop and one played the bad cop. <laughs> and it's like, we know you did it. And the monkey would like point the finger. <laughs> I guess it would be That's helpful. Amazing. Like, I don't know if you're in the marketplace and someone's caught stealing and you just like send your monkey after it and the monkey's just going to like mess up your face and like hop on his head and freak him out. Like that's, I could see that being useful. I mean, depending on the size of these monkeys, monkeys can be pretty scary. So I mean, I don't even tiny monkeys can be pretty scary if one hops on you unexpectedly. I can speak from experience. Well, you got bit by a monkey once. Oh yeah, you got bit by a monkey once. Oh my goodness. I always forget about that story. (laughs) Did you have to take like antibiotics afterwards? No, because the thing is that like, fortunately the monkey bit me, but didn't quite break the skin. She just bruised. Like she just like, it's a weirder story, but this monkey essentially bit me in like the slowest possible way. <laughs> like she just kind of put her mouth upon me and then started bearing down with her teeth, like staring like, at me. Get away, and, get away, get away. Yeah, I was trying Jeez. to keep my cool because I knew this is going to ruin my vacation to Bali <laughs> if a monkey actually <laughs> bites me. Wow. Jeez. But it ended up being fine. No, she just like she scratched me a little bit and and like I got a bruise, but no broken skin. So I didn't have to go get it. Because you were looking shot. at her baby? In the wrong way. It was, no, someone else was looking at her baby. It's a long story, and it's, that doesn't have anything to do with Egypt. Just <laughs> long story okay. short, I survived a monkey bite, and I still like monkeys. So, well, there we are. There you go. Mm-hmm. And if you'd been a police officer in Egypt, <laughs> you would have loved that monkey. The uh-huh. monkey might have been <laughs> sicked after you. Yeah. Yes. So I want to hit you with a few uh, interesting tidbits that I got from the History Channel, from History.com, actually. Uh-huh. So one of these is that the Egyptians, actually Ramses II, forged one of the earliest peace treaties in the history of the world that we have hmm. a record of. And it was between whom? him and the Hittites, which oh. we've also heard about so far. We do know about the Hittites. We know that we're not supposed to marry Hittite women, Yeah, I believe. But yeah, they successfully made a treaty that lasted from then until the fall of the Hittite Empire. So like a very long lasting treaty as well. Um, I thought that was a fun one. Another one is that Egyptians love to play board games. Um, (laughs) Who doesn't? Fun fact. They get out settlers of Catan and Monopoly and they just go Uh, to town. mm -hmm. uh Another interesting thing I learned is that while Egypt was still a patriarchal society in a lot of ways, unlike the Israelites, actually, women in Egypt were allowed to buy and sell their own property, serve on juries, oh. make wills, enter yeah. legal contracts, and they were allowed to have jobs out the home and received equal pay for those jobs, even though it Whoa, wasn't geez. very widely practiced that women would work out of the home, but they could. But hmm. you get equal pay. That's more advanced than we've figured out yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a concept. The, the Egyptians of old were better off than we are in terms of women's rights. Right. That sounds Jeez. about right. And this also points out that unlike ancient Greece, where women were effectively property of their husbands, 
in Egypt, women had the right to divorce and remarry. And uh, apparently there were even some like ancient prenuptial agreements that existed. Wow. Wow. And that those agreements like list property and wealth owned by the woman that she brought into the marriage. That's awesome. You know, in order for her to still keep that if they got divorced. Wow. What animals did ancient Egyptian like divorce attorneys use to aid them in their duties? Probably ibises or something. (laughs) A lemur. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And then the last fun one, there's a bunch of interesting ones. The last one I'll share with you is that actually the pyramids were not built by slaves. This one blew my mind because like we all have that. They were built by aliens. Well, (laughs) ancient aliens. The pyramids were built by the aliens, obviously. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's there's actually, from what I understand, there's, they have a hard time finding hard archaeological evidence that supports some of the stuff that happens in Exodus. That supports their being mm. Hebrew slaves at all. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what what I was reading here is that the Egyptians were not against having slaves, but generally slaves were for field workers and domestic servants, but mm. not construction, which was considered more of an honorable and kind of skilled profession. And right. so, basically, based on the evidence they found and things like that, they actually believe these were paid laborers and artisans and stuff who did the work. Now it's still was shitty work and archaeological evidence suggested the health of the people building these was probably not so great because of the work they were doing, but they were paid for it. They were not slaves. And that the idea that the slaves built or that slaves, you know, like the image we have of them cracking the whip while they're building the pyramids was created by Herodotus, which if you're into Mm. history at all, Herodotus was a Greek historian in 5th century BC, so another like 700 years at least after mm. after the story we're reading right now. But most modern day historians believe that that was a myth that he just kind of conjured up for the sake of a good story. Wow. Right. Isn't that a lot of the Bible? Well, no, a I mean the, the like... slaves building the pyramids thing. That's not in the Bible. Oh, I see. No. Well, okay. That's just what people think. Is that like the slaves built the pyramid and that's how it is? Yeah, that's like the image that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, and like in most movies, that's kind of the image that we get is if they're not building the pyramids, they are building some kind of structure. Yeah. Yeah. But in yeah. fact, probably not. And in fact, the yeah. Egyptians were more likely to be what Joseph was in Genesis, where he was like a house servant. You know, like he's, mm. he's a slave who works in the home and helps run the house. And doesn't touch your wife. And doesn't touch your wife. No. (laughs) Well, so interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I would love to learn more about this stuff, actually. I was fascinated with Egypt as a kid. But Mm -hmm. learning about it now while we're also reading something that's kind of in that context is really interesting. I'm pretty sure every kid had like a Egypt phase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I certainly did. I totes did. I totes did. Why is that? Because it's it's different and cool and I well, don't know, like everyone cool. hears about King Tut and that's awesome. Sure, sure. And there's like gems and jewels and pyramids, so. It is different <laughs> and cool, but it's like, so is like Chinese history and Japanese history yeah, and Korean absolutely. history and like all these things that we don't get taught in school. Is it because Egyptian culture is so steeped in like these Old Testament stories? Do you think that... Yeah. That plants a seed of culturally there just being more interest. I could see that. I think also yeah. just the whole like like the the pyramids and stuff like that, that there's this thing that's so a wonder of the world that we all kind yeah. of know about and to think about the like fantastical stories that go with that and 
And hieroglyphics are cool because it's like learning another language, sort of, but it's easy enough to understand because it's pictographs. <laughs> so you can kind of, it's like a good gateway yeah, drug true. to learning another language. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I just, yeah, my thing is just that like there's a lot of cultures across the world that have very interesting history, like a lot of like African kingdoms. I mean, Egyptian technically is an African kingdom, but outside of just the Egyptian kingdoms, you know, that are also really interesting and varied. But, you know, we don't get that history in school. Cool. Well, I'm excited to get back to the Bible next week. My very tiny soapbox on Eurocentrism. <laughs> yeah. Well, see you both next week. I'm very excited to hear more about Egypt in these stories that we are reading and also hear more awesome details about Egyptian culture if we get to more of it, which I'm assuming we will, since we're going to oh, be we with this for a long time. We shall. We shall yeah, indeed. Exactly. All righty. Till next time. <laughs>